for the first knockout event over a hundred bugs oh. that, that were found by and with the help of testers. He ended up getting very, very upset while trying to be nice, but then he, I think he ended it off with, well, it's nice that you put effort into this. I said, I didn't put any effort into it. <laughs> he, ra he rage quit. You know, if this podcast gets likes, which I know it won't, I'll go bald. Alright lads, welcome back to Midweek MC, the part of the podcast where I sit down with the amazing co-host, AJX. Hello AJX. Oh, it's me! Hi everyone! After last nice week's 20th episode takeover, we are um, uh, we were joined with a guest, no way! Who, who are we joined with, AJX? Oh my god. We are joined with the one, the only, Lombok! Hello. <laughs> this mighty introduction from the tour. Hello. I always no, no, forgot to unmute. You know. That would have been quite funny, actually. I mean, I would have cut out to be fair, so no one would ever know. But you know, yeah. are you pronouncing your name right? I've been calling you Lombok this entire time, but part of me feels like you know what? Lombok. You're you're one of the rare people who actually are. So what probably... people possibly call you? Lombok being oh one God. of them. Which I mean, I guess. No, I don't. I don't either. But you know, what else? Idiot sometimes. But that's that's you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair enough at that point. I get that as well. That's exactly. That's, that's, that's the first thing huh. Jack said to me when I joined. As <laughs> soon as you joined, hi, I'm also an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what other nicknames? Any any fun ones? Oh god. People used to call me Bald Bog and 411. Oh, uh, which bald bog none, like, yeah, like insane bald none bits. Of, or bald bits, I guess we get called. None of them are true, but you know, we roll with it. It's all part of the parcel, and, and, right? I was gonna say I'm the only one here that has been bald, but I've never been called or Jax or anything like that. Hey, it, it always hits the non-bald people. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Jack Vanderfall, but that's that's a uh, Yes, yeah, true, true, different, true. different and scenario. And like part of his personality is being bald, so exactly, <laughs> literally his brand. Exactly. Yeah, I could, I could, I could go bald. I'll make it part of my brand. True. Maybe that is, maybe that is the next step. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> welcome to uh, welcome to midweek MC. How, how thank you, you thank know, you, thank you. Pleasure to have you here. I mean, you went from you know Tubnet to Inside MC. I think you know I think it's quite the upgrade, honestly. But but we'll get into talking about. Oh that, yeah, no, this is uh, paying my paycheck times ten. Yeah, <laughs> even though we're not, we're not giving you money, this this isn't sponsored. This isn't sponsored. <laughs> if you, I mean, if somebody wants to sponsor it, you can you can. I mean, we get like a solid hundred views, and so you know the money will come in loads. <laughs> Brands <laughs> them up right now. Exactly. Right. So, anyways, we like to give the intro for you to promote yourself. Who are you? What do you do? What did you do as well? Uh, any fun facts, maybe, other than the fact that people call you idiot? You know what? Or eleven. <laughs> uh, well, I'm Lumbach or Noah. People also call me. That's my real name, Box. But uh, no, I I've been in the Minecraft community for a lot of years by now. I actually used to. I started off on Invaderlands actually, which is a server owned by Skeppy. Spent quite a long time there, got into content creation. After I think around three years at Invaded, I moved on to Tubnet because they were looking for quality assurance testers. I was with them for the better half of like one one year and seven months, almost two years actually, where when they unfortunately shut down, I moved on to Misfits. That is my my journey in, in this world. Hell yeah. Were you with Tubnet from the beginning then? Sorry, I know you mentioned how you like uh, was no, so the actually, beginning or? Tubnet has been in the works for I think, I think like three or four years 
I think uh, I might yeah, be wrong, but I think it's around then. The um, well, I mean, considering it's on hiatus, uh, not not right now, but no, I joined like kind of in the middle of it when they when they really started needing, I guess, QA testers. Yeah, that's fair. And then you eventually moved on to running the events, which was a crazy step up. Yeah, it was kind of random, actually. I think it kind because like I was originally hired as QA, and that's what I was focusing on for for the better half, and then. Um, it was in the beginning of beginning or like actually it was like the middle of last year 2023 where um i think we needed extra people to work on our events so i started working on designing it or helping with designing it taking most of those tasks and that kind of just uh <laughs> transitioned into me organizing them and yeah pretty much being the head organizer for it and some of the best top net moments we've seen in in the last year As in, what like, are some of the best top net moments well i mean like i mean the, the like, top net showdown stood out kind of as the biggest thing to kind of happen during Top next time, if that makes sense, as that's that's like the point I'm trying to get. I mean, that's personal opinion. Yeah, you don't have to agree. It no, no, no. Top next showdown. No, it's, I tend to agree. Like I mean, that. it was definitely our most popular thing. I mean, if you if you tend it from a viewer perspective, definitely more people watched that than joined the original server, which is sad. But I mean, that there's the truth with running events. It's hard to convert people from the event to actually play on the server. Yeah. Mm. So no, I think I don't remember on it, but I mean, definitely impression wise, we were doing really well with with the showdown events um they they did do or perform very well i mean we did them way before i even organized them we had a game called knockout which is what i was trying to transition it into which is a more fast-paced game not like really hunger games based less i mean it's still skill based but it, it was more like it's not like you're very dependent on pvp for it i mean you yeah. kind of are but at, at the same time the old one was i think survival games or our own take on like a battle royale game mode so pvp wise and making it more accessible it was definitely a big step up which probably brought down a lot, of, a lot of new people i was a very big fan of knockout definitely one of my uh definitely one of my favorite games i mean it's kind of i think it was a, i think it was the best game but like, without I mean, a doubt but i think for the better heart like for the second <laughs> half of 2023 at least it became the only playable game sadly which is I mean, yeah it sucks to say but it is the truth like well no no I, I definitely get that i mean it was the most original game we had as well yeah because i mean we had light strike crystal rush and battle royale which all are i mean Light Strike, we try to be original, but I I mean, you can compare it to like Quakecraft and other other games like that. Crystal Rush, again, while trying to take a unique take on it, uh, which I definitely think we did, this still pretty similar to Bat Wars. So we, we had competition in all those game modes, but Knockout was the first like real game mode we made that yeah. that really stood out as a... I guess new game mode in a sense in the Minecraft community. Exactly, and I mean, it, I mean, it was the only tournament uh, or the only time that showdown was on that game mode. Uh, yeah, no, that's what we tried switching it to. Which I mean, we did a pretty quick transition to it, which um, it worked in my opinion. We can get, we, we, it did work. Um, I can get on to all, all the other stuff later. We had a bunch of public testers that that helped us with that, which was, I mean, probably the biggest help. We set up like a whole whole public tester team in our Discord. We another form, and I think we got like 200 responses in a day which was great so we kind of kind of took those public testers and had them help us test the event which with without them the event would have never been nowhere near where it was i think because we publicly said this in the discord so uh, i should be good to say it we we had for the first knockout event over 100 bugs oh that that were found by and with the help of testers that's what they're for right so ex <laughs> no exactly so with the with the short time span we had they were the biggest help we could have ever asked for when you say short like time span was that like due to sponsorships or was that kind of just bought upon yourselves yeah i mean 
I, I mean, we work with with sponsorships and and brands. I mean, we did the oh, Samsung Showdown the first one, right? Uh, one? yeah, the, the oh, first okay. Tubnet Showdown with like Knockout, a, with Knockout. Okay. Uh, and that one yeah. wasn't sponsored, was it? Or, or was it? I ooh, no, I don't think it was. It might have actually been. Okay. I don't remember. I don't remember how many of them we did. It may or may not have been. But either way, we we had like a calendar or a schedule that we had to follow. We wanted to follow because we wanted to do them on a consistent basis. So I guess in terms of brands and stuff. It's all about meeting deadlines. So, um, hmm. so with the, I guess, I think it was around a month we had in between uh, the showdowns, which is what we tried to do. Within that month, we had to make it playable with Knockout and make it work with Knockout. And again, that's why those public testers were such a massive help because it is again like a big switch in in what we had done before and what we wanted to do. And then I got the crazy idea to add a showdown stage to it to prevent them from lasting infinite of time, which. Um, also came with a lot of issues, so those those testers were amazing there. Oh yeah, I was I was going to take us back to the beginning. What? So, how did you first get introduced to Tubnet? Um, did you know of it before? I did like what was what was sort of the hiring process for you? Yeah, it's uh, probably a good step to take first. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So I was working at Invaderlands at the time, which I mentioned, and I yeah. saw a post on Twitter from Tubnet. I've I've seen of Tubnet before. I didn't know anyone who worked there. I didn't really know anything or a lot about it. I'd seen the Twitter. Uh, uh, I think I followed the Twitter. I probably did because otherwise we wouldn't have seen it. Was by any chance? Actually, funny um, story. We used to play on an SMP together a while ago. Um, oh, wow. It was called um, SMP Universe, I think. It was ran by Vo- Voice Over Pete, if you know who he is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I kind of. Because I wasn't that big of a creator back then. I had maybe like 3,000, 4,000 subscribers on YouTube. And I kind of kind of snuck my way into that event through mutual connections and stuff. And I think it was actually Tubbo who came up to me there. Um, this was probably like four, four or five years, four years ago, probably. Maybe, yeah, three or four. And that's kind of how I got introduced to Tubbo. I knew a little bit about them before because they were kind of taking over the, the Hypixel Skyblock space at the moment, which was a game I was a lot in, or into a lot. Yeah, so we, I kind of knew of him before. We became slight friends in there. We, we went on the same team. We actually, funny enough, back then when I didn't ever think about getting into QA, we broke the server uh, massively. <laughs> we um, got into a lot of trouble with the admins. But I mean, that's that's what you do, right? We um, That's part of fun. The first thing, yeah, no, the first first thing we did because it has it had little rooms uh where you could live in or have your own little basin temporary base um and then they would have like different universes you could travel to and get resources and different civilizations and stuff but i remember we found out that pistons worked in those rooms because you could build in them so we started pushing the walls and blocking all of the hallways so people couldn't get into their bases anymore <laughs> and i mean the admins caught on to that pretty quickly so, so the next thing we did and i think there's a clip of it somewhere i'll see if I can find it. But we 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 managed to get TNT and we we found out because the server was using multiverse portals that we managed to blow up the portal in a in a dimension or in a I guess world of that server so people couldn't or go out of it anymore, go back to their bases and the admins weren't happy about that. So I guess that's how I was really introduced to QA, which is funny because that all linked together with with Tubbo in the end. That's actually that is bizarre. That is bizarre to me. <laughs> it's very random. I just thought of that. Kind of like picking up 
point that you mentioned there and it's like not to do with QA it's just another question because we're going to be talking a lot about like your QA and stuff experience so I kind of want to pick out the questions that we aren't going to touch on too much you said about like connections and stuff <laughs> I mean you had a lot and I don't believe it was only you who invited people to Tomnet showdowns or even if you did invite people I'm, I'm assuming you did part of the parcel I might have you yeah but so like how how does one make the connections you made for like anyone looking to kind of like branch out or like hopefully grow within it I mean I, I do it through the podcast that's that's my way of making the connections I make is because I write yeah. podcasts. but then how how do you go about it or how did you so go about it? originally I I didn't really have a big name in the Minecraft community I, I wasn't really known by anyone which I mean is fine I I got into watching Skeppy when I was younger I, I enjoyed his content a lot found out he had a server called Invader Lands which I then just one random day thought you know what I'm gonna apply for staff that was actually after getting to know some of the staff a bit more uh one of them named Hamodi which I became pretty good friends with we were super chill and he, he was definitely one of those people who vouched for me a lot um to get the position so probably due to due to him and also due to making a decent application at the time for what I was probably 14 maybe actually oh, maybe geez, a little bit older I might I might have been 16 um actually I don't remember so many years ago yeah, yeah. um it was 2020 <laughs> yeah no um I think I might have been 16 so I I sent in my application I got accepted as a trial mod and I just ended up working there for three years ended up getting promoted to moderator then senior moderator then admin and then manager but but taking it back a little bit we had a few people working in there making content Skeppy being one of them but Selcam being another one he hasn't made a lot of content recently he stopped a bit ago but I I started I guess helping them with their videos once in a while where I got my first bit of recognition and so I thought you know what why don't I start my own YouTube channel because other people were doing it I was like you know I, I can do that too so I I started my YouTube channel Lumbok and started posting videos on Invaderlands trolling people because that was the big meta on Invaderlands back then um, and and that's where I slowly started picking up I, I guess a small following back then I started doing more live streams and just getting Forest into the community time. really yeah yeah. I mean for it, it wasn't a lot but for like starting a YouTube channel, I got to, I guess, 100 pretty quickly or, you know, for what you would expect normally. Because again, like there was a group of people there that I could, I guess, not heavily advertise myself to, but kind of subconsciously advertise myself to because I, I, was, I mean, it was a part of that server. I made the trolling videos. Uh, I started streaming. And that's how people kind of got my name on there. And I did that for a while. I kept helping Selcam with videos um, now and then, Skeppy with a few videos now and then. And then I think one day I got an A6. He uh, he made a server called Outvaded Lands, which was supposed to be a joke, like a direct copy of Invader Lands. And, and he was, again, a guy who was pretty well known in the community by, I guess, Skeppy and other bigger YouTubers because he was friends with, with Skeppy. He stole um, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, some of them. No, so I, I joined on there as a joke. He recognized me from being, I guess, I don't remember what it was back then, the moderator or senior mod. But I guess he recognized me from there and we kind of became friends so um we started getting into calls more and chatting more and talking more and um we're, we're kind of just still with each other from there so i guess on the side that was my first i guess real connection if you don't count skip your cell cam yeah back then i mean he had a he had a name in the community he didn't have uh, as many subscribers as he does now but he had a pretty big name but at the same time munch 
HMC owned by Bad Boy Halo was also a pretty pretty big server. So and we were pretty close with them at Invaderlands because I mean the communities were pretty much the same. Skeppy and Bad Boy Halo <laughs> being really good friends. Yeah. Uh, so it all kind of lined up. And Bad Boy Halo did the thing back then where he um where he did events. And I don't I don't really remember how I managed to do it, but I managed to become one of those people that Bad Boy Halo saw and he got really mad at in a joking way. But I used yeah. to try and piss him off a lot because I thought it was funny. <laughs> Um, so I made a server called Baldy MC because there was an ongoing joke of him being bald and it was like Outvaderlands. It was, it was a direct copy of his server, Munch MC, which I, I, I then managed because 60 knew him really well. I managed to get him on and, um, first he saw, thought it was pretty cool until he saw the name that is. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I gave him a nice tour of the server while streaming it. He ended up getting very, very upset while trying to be nice. But then he, I think he ended it off with, well, it's nice that you put effort into this. I said, I didn't put any effort into it. <laughs> he, ra- he rage quit. But that's kind of how, how I built the connection from there. So I guess those were my first, in a sense, real connections. I, I kept on uploading to YouTube. I kept on making videos. I kept on expanding like the people I knew. Baldy MC actually kept running and I got a lot of people on there. I got builders. I got dev. <laughs> All, all of those people made it uh, for no reason oh it's i mean the server isn't up but the discord server still exists but i made it serious and the server was running for i think three years oh my god uh, yeah we we <laughs> it was supposed to be a joke but we thought you know what we we might as well keep it up um we obviously for reasons removed all the munch mc builds and stuff like that and made it our own thing but we actually managed to make it a decent sized server which i mean 40 players on average was was fine so so that kept on running for a while uh, until um, some people on the staff team decided it was a good idea to to go rogue so that we had to redo all of it. Um, but no, that kind of leans me back into how I got into SMP Universe because we had a builder on there who um, helped build for that server and, and they mentioned it to me and... I thought, you know what, it'd be funny if I could get on there. So so we, we kind of got me on there to help quote-unquote build, but I, I didn't really build. I think I built one small thing, and then I somehow managed to get my way onto the S&P where I met, I think, and I hate to say it, I didn't know who he was. Jack Manifold? Respect. Hubbo. <laughs> Just found out Bear who, who Jack Manifold is. They ruined. Oh, no, no, because that was when he had his name, like, Thunder something. And I'm going to be honest, I had no clue in the world who that guy was. He was there. He rebranded. <laughs> <laughs> well maybe well i didn't even know who he was before that uh it was actually until someone pointed it out to me that thunder was jack Manifold. i was like huh but no so I, I i met a lot of people through there and then it, it kind of just throughout the years i tried um i mean on, on invade lands i met a lot of people i met verb i met a bunch of random people through there got a decent sized following on twitter um met more people through there and then then it just kind of ended up being, I guess, the, the career path I chose in Minecraft ended up being one of those things that always working for people who I guess are bigger than the community than I am, or just people who you know have more connections than me end up always translating into more connections. And I mean, I'm not using them for connections, but that's just kind of how how yeah, it no, goes. So fine. for like, if anyone's listening, my point is like, don't just get friend or befriend people just because you want connections. That's a shitty move. But but that's kind of how you meet new people and i guess for me it was always a thing like i didn't see them like I, i've never been a person to, like fanboy uh, over people uh, i just see
see them as as individuals. So I think it's one of those things, just being chill around people and, and you know, making a good impression of yourself eventually led to me, you know, yeah, making all these connections. And then, of course, I mean, Tubnet uh, hosting or organizing uh, Tubnet Showdown was uh, was a big one for meeting new people in the creator space and um, in, in general. And then it all led you to finally get into V2 of AJX. Yeah. I, I, I know, I don't know how that happened, but the we're here. The entire story brought you to here. <laughs> 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 that's, that's my life story. There's nothing before that. That's just the first thing. Man. Personally, I was going to say, you know, I'd never I'd never fake a connection to get on a podcast. Uh, yeah. One of the biggest podcasts. Yeah, no, we, we, we talk about do like that. every every other podcast AJs. you don't need to bring it up again okay we get it <laughs> we get it you used me it's fine <laughs> i mean i i have i have a question lumbok uh yes now, i'm not not because like of the podcast so like assuming you'd never come on the podcast how right. did you like I, I, I am actually making this sound weird, like weirder than what i'm about to ask how did you guys kind of decide who to invite to topnet and like why, why wasn't i ever invited for example there we go so well let me see i had no clue who you were until you reached out ah, to me respectfully no so i mean we have we have a creator discord which was way before my time yeah so so we had that creator discord that um of course like once we started doing the showdowns and i started helping with that got added to and in the beginning we we only invited people from I guess the Discord. So um, after a while, we we noticed that, I mean, it, it's hard to align with everyone's schedule. We really want to expand on this. And it wasn't really a thing that we heavily expanded on, but I I created a player council of, of the players on the SMP to kind of help, or not, why am I talking about SMP? Uh, <laughs> the event to, um, to kind of help with team balancing, because that was one of the biggest issues that we faced. And that's often because, you know, me sitting alone, probably not knowing everyone's skill level, just making the teams and, and creating some pretty imbalanced teams one being i think fruit berries and purples which didn't didn't age well they did very 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 good oh um, really <laughs> that, yeah that, i'm no, actually so shocked by that damn <laughs> no i don't i don't know how that that slipped through my head but it, it ended up being a thing and so afterwards yeah so after afterwards it ended up being a thing that okay maybe we should make a player council so i advertised to ask people if they were interested and we ended up getting i think like five people in it let me let me pull up the names here Actually, a bit more. We got Ant Frost, Caraway, Feinberg, Fire Breath Man, Kane, Shatter, Wolfie, and Greninja in there. And they all, you know, know a lot of people in the Minecraft community. They're all super nice people. So with the help of them, I, I kind of balanced the teams and created the teams. But that also led to us needing substitute players that were i guess in a in a skill level that kind of matched with um with what we needed to make the whole event balanced yeah, you invited and that's where people. uh oh, sorry not to cut yeah. off my bad i'm just gonna say i know like Terra oh no you're good Turbo Piggy, they actually i subs. think i think i think you're both indirect actually uh um, they they're both subs yeah yeah. Oh yeah. No, I think Turbo Pig. Turbo Pig actually won one of them. Yeah, came third with Feinberg. Got subbed in for the final event. Yeah. 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 I know my stuff. You do. You researched it. Oh my god. I mean, Turbo. I used to be a better content creator. Like Turbo and I. Oh, I see. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I get. You're more prepared than I am for this. Um. But no. So we we kind of invited some people through there. I had some people reach out to me. Uh. And I thought, you know what, we are we are expanding on it. So you know, I'd love to have you in. One of them being. Lotus and some other other people. I don't remember everyone. There were a lot of people who reached out to me. Um, not everyone we could add because 
I mean, we we obviously had some requirements to get in. We can't just invite, you know, everyone yeah, um, respectfully. I mean, I, I've had people reach out to me and had to dec- deny them just... And, and I feel bad every time because, you know, I, I want everyone to have a chance. But yeah, again, it's, it's sponsored like... sponsored by Samsung, you got to kind of think... Like, for instance, like, I average nowadays, like, five viewers on Twitch. I mean, the only yeah, way I'm... I would have been invited would be through, like, the podcast. I mean, which isn't, which isn't the reason I invited you on because I would have just said, no, oh, yeah. never mind, Tom, net shut down. I don't want you anymore. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> still, still put yeah. on, so it's clearly not the reason. But like, you know, that's the only way. For example, me and AJX probably would have stood a chance of getting in because, like, probably. I mean, I mean, the thing is, I, I want to invite people who you know work on content creation. We don't mind having small creators because we do have small creators. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the main takeaway is just we want someone who is dedicated to the community, someone who who cared about the community and really put an effort to stand out in here. And I think if, if we saw people who you know tried to do that and really wanted to do that, um, they definitely had a chance of becoming a part of it. And then, I mean, I, I revamped the YouTube rank requirements on Tubnet because uh, we didn't really have any specific ones set. And one of the perks of be- having YouTube rank on there was also being invited to the creator discord. So we kind of got some people from there as well, I think one or two. But no, no, I mean, generally it was just, I mean, if we needed people, I reached out to one or two people in my friends list or even more maybe um, who I knew were big creators in the space. And otherwise, sometimes we had some people from the council invite their friends that were also pretty big in the, the, the creator space. And I mean, still with that, we, we still had times where, uh, I mean, people are going to drop out no matter what last minute stuff comes up. That's fair. So we've had to, you know, pull people on last minute. And it was, it was kind of just, I guess, more, again, a connection based thing. Like if someone knew someone who was ready and want to play, uh, who was also in the Minecraft community, we, we invited them. Speaking of, I guess, like, so kind of, we're going to talk about Tomno quite a lot here. And it's going to be like kind of all over the place. I'm not asking you questions in an order. And we're kind of just asking yeah, you questions on the spots on topic. So Tomnet was officially uh, released to Java Edition. I know, like, you weren't there from the start. It was, like, officially on November 25th, 2022. It lasted over a year. I mean, like, fair, like, big, big props overall, considering, like, the player counts and stuff. Big props keeping, like, not you, but I just mean, just in general, Tomnet staying, like, kind of up as a server for that long. It is sad to see you go on hiatus. You know, you you joined, you were a QA tester. I guess, like, more in-depth here. How did the whole process of you kind of switching? So, like, you know, we've mentioned it, but... It's okay, we're going back and forth. That's, yeah, that's what, how is the whole, like, what is the full on um, process of you going from okay QA tester to now okay like, I mean okay what what also I guess a, a two part question here what was entailed in managing the event like because you know we've, we've kind of said it but we haven't really gone into depth of, of what exactly you did to fully manage yeah. the event does that make sense yeah uh, so I mean let, let's take it from I guess the start so uh, we can kind of go back to how I got into the position in the first place which was through through a tweet that I, I then I mean I applied through I got an interview the whole process and then afterwards her back got invited um as a qa member on on tubnet so that's kind of how i started everything off and i started in a team of around 15 people that was back in may of 2022 so almost half a year before the server itself released where we primarily i mean they had the base of all games done that's why they need qa they needed people to i guess yeah test all the games and make sure they work as intended that's kind of the main thing we we focused on as as game testers back then um i mean i wasn't it wasn't qa lead i wasn't anything you know huge role in there i was just a qa tester um which was i guess first of all a super cool thing um testing video games and then i mean having it as a job that was something <laughs> I've, I've never thought of before but i mean video games 
games were a huge passion for me. So, so it was like, it perfectly just aligned with what I wanted to do. I was like, okay, this is, this is great. And through there, I met some, some very, very cool people, but especially like two people that I can't name because I don't know their IGNs. They use their real names there. But, but, um, I met, met a few really cool people there, um, that I became super close friends to. And we, we were kind of the, the people who just loved doing QA. We set extra hours just testing in our free time, uh, even outside of testing sessions. And, and it just kind of led on for a while. Yeah, no, so that, that kind of just led into me transitioning to that role. And I mean, there were people who were a lot better at QA testing than I was. Like, I, I had no idea what the scope of QA testing was at that point, or like that big of a scope. I had I had a pretty good idea from from Invaderlands working with exploits and dupes and all of those those things. But I mean, there was just a whole nother side like of, of everything QA based that I never thought of in especially Minecraft, which led to a huge, I guess, learning process. But it, again, because it was something I cared about a lot, it, it was one of those things that became, I guess, in my own words, pretty good at. Yeah, so I, I did that for, you know, pretty much all the time until I kind of got into the organization position or event organization position. And I mean, in, in terms of how we kind of do it, I think the main focus was back then, we didn't really have a big structure to it. I think it's important when, when you host an event that you, you know, you have a process that you follow to make sure that you, you have it as streamlined as possible, mostly to prevent risks and um, you know, prevent issues arising along the way, making sure that you get everything done in time. And I think that the main part of being the person organizing them and, and kind of planning them was that, of course, we had like a whole production team who said, okay, this is the date. Um, and I worked around that. But I, I remember creating a, a calendar that we had to follow, which let or which included everything such as like when to start, when to, you know, do a play test, when to, uh, when to get all the art finished, um, stuff like that. And that was like the, the key to just making the process a lot easier for everyone. Following that, we used internal tools to kind of, you know, make sure everyone was on, on track with it. Uh, but then, of course, also me reaching out to people, making sure they know what to do, like when to do it, uh, especially working together with the developers, because I mean, I am still a QA tester on the side of that as a main thing, you know, having having QA as the biggest priority. I, I, yeah. I spent a lot of time designing the functionalities I wanted in the event, how I wanted everything to look. I remember working together with our super talented builder it was one person who built the map. Uh, his name is uh, Mubbles on Twitter and just in general, I think, working together with him to make sure that our vision for the map and for what Showdown is, because we had, uh, you know, Craftmaster back then and all of um, all of those things. Oh and God, it was kind of like a, I completely forgot about that. I know it was like kind of like a twisted dream like universe, which is what we what we tried to create. So I don't know if you remember the first version of the uh, of the map. Um, I, can't, I can't even I'll tell you what I'll tell you. Like, I'm be honest, I can't even fully remember what Craftmaster is. I remember the name. No, I remember it existed now that you've brought it up. I I am struggling yeah. to remember what exactly it was in all honesty. Well, he, I mean, he was a figure. Uh, there was oh, a whole. The, it, there, was, it was the fella, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Like he's the person with the big, big hat. So if you saw the live event we had at TwitchCon, I think Twitch Paris it was. Yeah. I was um, like... He came in with with that big uh, purple top hat and the the special suit with like crystals on it and stuff like that. Wait, sorry. Just, um, to, just to correct it, it wasn't it wasn't Paris and it was Ross, it was it was it the Netherlands one. It might have been Rotterdam. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't remember what it was. You said you were there, but you weren't at Paris. Amsterdam. It was Amsterdam. Was it yeah. Amsterdam? Yeah. Oh, Amsterdam. 
Amsterdam. Okay, yeah, it was it was okay, the Europe. Sorry, one. I just, I'm mm. not to correct you. It's just so people don't get confused. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, no, I, I don't remember. Well. Honestly, I thought it was Paris. What was it? Paris last year? Paris was last year's July. That's what I'm saying. Oh, so okay, that's why it confused me. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you're just, right. I actually, remember it now. It's just like you know. No, 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 no I get that. I get that. I actually remember it now. Yeah. So in uh, in Amsterdam, like uh, you said, orbits, we kind of had the craftmaster figure. That was our whole thing. Topnet had a whole lore behind it. We had a uh, carrot who was our creative director and all, who also played one of the biggest role i've never seen anyone work as hard as him uh in top he is super talented but he was the person who kind of focused on the lore side of things and he um he had this craftmaster character as well in there and um yeah so the, the craftmaster had this like i guess twisted universe kind of thing we tried separating um showdown a little bit from from the original server with lore wise and stuff like that but they're different universes but but this craftmaster figure has always kind of had this vibe around him so we, we tried really taking that vibe and using it in a map so we had we had like a big uh, a train station actually which uh was directly just inspired by the train station we have in my city so i guess i kind of doxed myself on there if anyone can find out <laughs> <the map>. uh, <laughs> but you know um but no so we, we took that we we created like um if you've ever watched what is that that one uh doctor strange movie where the the world just kind of twists around the newest one yeah yeah and also also there's also also another one i forgot the name of it Spider- is it uh, spider-man the, the thing it might Spider-Man be that is? one um, yeah. like the one where the the world just kind of warps around spider-man I don't know this one. Uh, um, yeah, the one where it's also Inception. Oh, Inception! Oh, I get you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. It's Inception. Was it Inception yeah. as well? So we kind of took those two. Yeah, Inception. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we kind of took those two vibes. And Inception, there's a picture of it looks. I think it's the street of Paris with, I guess, the whole thing just curving upwards. So working together with the builder, we really wanted just a like cool, I guess, warp train station looking thing, train station because Craftmaster somehow linked to trains and all of that. But no. <laughs> That's that's kind of how we ended up working on it there, and he he created a super cool map. I can send it to you later today if you want to put a picture of it in the video. But Honestly, um, people, I there's that I would, but like the video is people probably just, already like, know what it is. Looping. It's also just a video sitting there looping. I don't want people to like <laughs> have to go back. Yeah. And, oh, oh let, let's look at like one picture because I just it's just started no, on sense. YouTube. So yeah, no. So it, it, I mean, just to paint a picture, it's like a I guess a train station with like a warp and inception like vibe around it, a big portal looking thing, you know that that the map is being sucked towards and then a train station with um i guess more of a dark purple atmosphere but no we were worked on that so i guess the whole organization thing was pretty much making sure that we had a full event um that we could invite people to and especially because we were the, or we we switched everything over to knockout we didn't have any prior i guess documentation any work done for that uh so the, the i guess the first step of getting the thing set up and organized and designed was really just working together with developers and other people like art and stuff like that to get the whole theming in place and then of course we already had the idea that we wanted to do knockout because that was kind of the main game mode we had so i started working on how we could do structures for i guess um matchmaking and uh how we would set everything up how we would do the event so we ended up doing three stages with three games doing nine games in total plus a practice round that ended up being our 
kind of way to do it. And we had to take, I guess, a little bit of a different take on it because Knockout is usually a solo game mode, but that wasn't really anything that we wanted for the event. So we ended up making it a duo game mode. So we uh, had, and now that's where it gets complicated. So we had the three stages with three games in each of them. Each game had four games running at the same time with three teams in them. And it was really about making sure that that whole structure worked, working together with the developers, of course, making sure everything's thoroughly tested. And then I guess that's the main thing, just making sure that we're on track with everything. And then, of course, I guess the main organization parts comes when, you know, you pull people together, you have to make the teams, you have to find the people. We have our community manager send out a form. And then I look through that form. I, um, you know, pick people from that form. Sometimes we'd have more people than we would be able to fit in the event. So it was about, you know, kind of giving everyone a shot, getting the substitute players and stuff like that uh, while trying to keep it slightly balanced, which I mean, I, I did fail at once or twice. So that's, that's, I guess, part of the learning process because I didn't really have any experience with event organization before that, apart from hosting a few small events on the Vatalands in, in my own streams and stuff like that. Quite a baptism of fire. <laughs> For such, yeah. a, such a big event if you've never done it before <laughs> well i mean i, I mean i, I definitely because that was one of those things like again I, I thought it was super cool so i i really uh researched it and set myself into it a lot of it was starting off with designing aspects of it and then i mean the whole organization part was i mean it isn't easy but again like when you've worked with people before and if you're good at communicating yeah. with other people you can kind of work around that and just make sure everyone is on track for what to do and then of course i mean i, I was like after the first event we got even better next event and then we ended up with the last event being our best event we've ever done uh showdown knockout wise but it just kind of shows the whole process of you know it's it's a big learning learning curve for everyone involved yes yeah. it was a whole new thing for us but no definitely definitely super super uh cool to be able to kind of be a part of that because that was again one of those things i thought were were really really cool it was certainly interesting like how it all kind of happened slash went down for example like yeah you know, it, um you know it's a good event and in the concept that everything was great <laughs> i will be honest in saying it didn't always run too smoothly like yeah from no opinion. that's not me talking um, bad about it because it still ran you know and yeah and i and once again you gotta respect the consistency and how they tried like to get it working so it's not me talking you know the event it's more so like you know, it wasn't always ran perfectly however it was still kind of a fun one no and i will be, I, I'll I mean, be honest when i said like i wished i could have i wish i could have played in it like i wish oh I yeah no that would have been I, i'm sure you would have liked it but no I mean, again that's sure one that of those really things um well. yeah that's <laughs> i mean with the event um going down a few times there were uh certain features that that kind of made it um you know, made things act up but the, the very weird thing about it is the very hard thing for just hosting events in general is that when you do play tests it's it's very very difficult to replicate the same play style as the creators will yes. because in, in these play tests you're very like I guess task oriented you you're focused on okay these are the this is the scope of the things that we need to test and um, this is what we're going to test and while we also did normal playthroughs like or I guess pens 20s more more than that just a full playthroughs of the event uh, time after time there is no money on the line and i guess that's the main thing like we had five thousand dollars on the line in their main events but when we do play tests there's you know no money on the line so it, it's really hard and i think that was the main main kind of thing we had to adapt to over time was really trying to replicate the plate or the play style of the players which um 
when we managed to do that, that's actually where the event started, you know, functioning super well. And we, we managed to get everything, um, everything sorted. And that was, I mean, still at the same time, we had a team of like, I guess, 15, 16 people once we did this. Um, and this was all while still running the main server on the side. So there were like two different projects with, I guess, uh, super super talented team but i guess limited resources in terms of we are only the same amount of people so we have to make everything balanced and work out at the same time while pushing updates on the main server but also getting the event now so i think think having all of that in mind not being an event that was just solely event based because um you know obviously if we were just focused on an event it would have been a lot different but i, I guess having a team that were focused on two things at one time and still managing to to make a pretty pretty decent impact i think in the event community was was super rewarding and cool genuine question which i'm not sure if you be able to answer or want to answer but i'm trying my luck anyways how did the uh how did the payouts work like you know when someone won it's just it's just a, it's a yeah. random question i guess there's not really uh, like once again you don't have to answer it there's no pressure to it. it's more so i'm just curious like once somebody won an event how long how did they receive their money so like, i i had um, i had someone on the podcast who won a mr beast event they won like 40 mm-hmm. grand and they were explaining how it all worked i think it was like a six month process or something they said and there's like tax and stuff so how how if you're happy to share i mean the whole tax part i'm not very familiar with and all, all of those things I, I i'd assume they'd have to pay their own taxes on it but i might be totally wrong so don't take my word for that i mean the way it works we had three or i guess we'd have six winners um that prize pool would be split between those people of course with first place getting more second place and getting half, a little bit half less team. And, yeah and then the, the team splitting it i think usually and in general we we did it with with uh, like a 30 day window so i mean all, all of those things weren't directly managed by tubnet but i do think most of people got payment within 30 days they would have to reach out to someone and then it would be be taken care of from there okay like a very vague answer but the best i, I mean can answer it's, that. it's a bit of a it was a crappy question to be fair i was just that just thought <laughs> i'd ask it for the sake of asking yeah kind of i mean thing. i mean there's a whole there's a whole much more process than that but it's the best i can answer that yes sir uh to stick on maybe more controversial questions uh so when did if you can answer this when did you sort of find out uh what was happening with tubnet and uh basically shutting down yeah yeah. Where, where, yeah. How, how did that um, all occur and what what was the process around that i mean i'll, I'll answer as the best i can obviously um yes. so I, mean, I think it was obvious that tubnet was lacking players for a while i think everyone probably saw that which was i guess the main pointer that you know there there's something not working out here and i mean the whole team we worked every every week non-stop on that project it was a passion project for everyone involved but i mean i guess i mean you can say it this way a business can't run forever if there's yeah. no if there are no players and it costs yeah. money uh tubo made a whole video on it explaining uh, the price of it um and costs of doing stuff like that but at the same time i i think because we got we got hit with some massive ddos attacks like insanely yes. big ones yeah uh, and tubo explained all that in his video so i think kind of pushing back or managing to push back from that was super cool and i think we peaked in the months before closing with with tubo on the server i think we peaked over a thousand players so i mean player like i think the most most difficult part is to get retention on these servers and i mean once the player base is low it's kind of hard to build up from that so it's it's about always trying to optimize what we have while also you know working on new things on the side that could hopefully help the server out because i mean we were we were working non-stop on the project and, and i mean I, I think going back to your question a little bit 
we always kind of knew that there weren't a lot of players and of course I think can't run forever with the amount of players but I don't think anyone really knew when it was going to happen and I think every one of us was kind of hoping that it wouldn't happen yeah of um, so so when it did it was of course you know one of those things where you're you know it's a project that you're super passionate about you're in this team of people and I think that was probably the hardest thing for me was you know having a group of people that you're super close to and work with every day and that you really enjoy you know working with and really enjoy uh, just in general to hang out with also on the side of work like we we played games we had our own little fun fun nights we were just children calls and play video games I, th- I think the hardest part was kind of realizing that everyone's going to go in their own paths now but I do think just in general like when the news came out that that Tubna was going to close down it was you know we didn't hope it was going to happen we kind of expected it to happen eventually definitely still sad and still yeah, yeah. no I can't I can't really go more in depth with it but yeah yeah of course but it, it was one of those things was that you know situation all in yeah, uh, we, we knew it, it might happen, but, you know, we were hoping it wouldn't kind of thing. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of like with the podcast, for example. Like, you know, I'm it's not monetized. I mean, I'm hoping I, it'll get monetized in Feb. It's looking like it. But even then, when it does yeah. get monetized, like, you know, that's only ads. And you know, I'm not expecting loads from it, and it's not the reason I do it. It's for money, but it's also a case of, like, I can't I can't hire people. I have volunteers, and I'm very blessed that everyone's a volunteer, and I'm so grateful yeah. for it. But I can't, like, I wouldn't be able to warrant spending... I mean, for instance, like, with... Okay, so I, I uploaded a main channel video once back in the day, right? And I paid my, the editor £100. So I don't know why I paid that much but we're not gonna get into that part of things that video made me like three pounds and mm-hmm. i just couldn't warrant it i couldn't warrant like that so like with the podcast i do everything myself and it's like everything myself in a sense of i have a team but i do like the main chunk of things and it's a little bit tough in a sense of you know i do it and i can balance it because of work but it's also how long will i be able to maintain this before it eventually gets to a point of like you know it's it's passion right now but then when does it become too yeah. much just passion kind of thing like i'd like it to be passion with kind of a reward in a sense you know no me I mean, obviously, you're gonna have, or you're gonna want your hobbies to turn into things that you can kind of live on and do do yeah. as a like. I guess like a main project. And I think that's kind of for everything you work on that you really enjoy. Like you probably want it to be, you know, a thing yeah. you could do forever. <laughs> and I'll also, you know, make an income from it on the side because that means you can go continue working on your dream while also, you know, having an income. So I think that's kind of the the main thing for all of us. Like we have our our projects that we want to work on, but you know, eventually, you know, it needs money to to fully run around and function that we want it to. Yeah, 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 definitely. Well, from there, there's 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 still a happy ending. You've obviously gone oh, yeah. on to uh, work for Misfits now, um, yeah. which is a is a big thing. How how did that sort of come about? Ajax before before that, like, can you remember Mis- what they Misfits do? is a Misfits no, is mean, a gaming. No, Lombok. Oh. Can you remember what Lombok does for Misfits? Because you it's didn't Q- know before the podcast. Q- so. QA <laughs> testing. QA testing on Roblox. Oh, that's how you remembered. Hey, see, I knew that <laughs> nice. Lombok. You 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 can fact check this. I knew this before the podcast. Oh, I, this, I, I, I am. This is. Ruined my perfect transition. Um, <laughs> I, as, as I do, as I do, can't redo it. I, I will one hundred percent cut this part out. One hundred percent. He won't. He won't cut it out. <laughs> Got re- from there, obviously, joke, there's <laughs> from there. There's obviously a, a happy ending, however, because of course you've gone now. Gone on to move. Mm, you've ruined my. You've ruined I'm everything. Not cutting always. it out. Fired. Fired. Basically, I was going. How did that sort of happen? How did that come about? <laughs> Obviously, uh, uh, Tubbo has worked with Misfits before. Am I? Is it the right Misfits? There's a lot of Misfits. Hey, no, you're, um, you're talking about the right God. Misfits. Um, 
<laughs> sort of where does that come about from? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, Misfits has always been super close. They, I guess, in a sense, co-own Tubnet, if that kind of makes sense. Uh, yeah. Like they were, you know, a super helpful part of Tubnet and how we managed to get as far as we got. Like the people at Misfits were, were great, awesome, super nice. And I guess kind of, kind of to how I got into a position at Misfits was um, we had, I guess, the quote unquote, I don't really know what to call it, lead project manager type thing of Tubnet. That, that wasn't the name of the role. I don't really know what to call it, but no, we 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 kind of we kind of talked, got to know each other. We had two QA testers. We had me and one more person, and I I think, and I don't, you know, I he reached out to me asking if that was something Wait, I would be interested in. Sorry, um, I don't think I can say that. Oh, okay, um, I'm sorry. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Or I don't know if I can, so I'll, hey, I'll not say it. But yeah, no. Um, I guess the the guy overseeing the project from Misfits uh reached out to me and asked if you know eventually a position at you know misfits as a qa test lead is something that i would be interested in and i I said yeah definitely that sounds super cool of course there was nothing confirmed yet uh that was christmas before christmas last year so it was around two months ago actually actually a little less than one month ago um as i said yeah that that sounds super cool i didn't know what was going to come out of it topnet was still running at that time but i mean topnet then eventually led to it going on hiatus and i i actually just kind of slowly transitioned over to uh misfits which is again cool because i knew pretty much all the people there there were some new (laughs) people that i hadn't met before but but everyone was super familiar so now working at that place i know most of the people even the people i haven't worked with before uh you know you get to know people super quickly when when being on a team like that and and yeah that's that's kind of how you know how I, how I landed up or how I ended up at, at Misfits as a QA test lead there. And as for Roblox, I mean, definitely yeah. interesting so, I mean, to um, see. Have any ever really known yeah. Misfits as like a, as like an org? I've really thought about it as like having <laughs> Roblox games. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, they, they started off with, I think it was Carl Jacobs and Creecraft. They made their, their pixel playground. That's kind of how they got into uh, the Roblox scene there, I think. I, do, I don't know the full story on if that's the first Roblox thing they did, but um, I know that's that's been one of the, the projects they have there with Roblox with uh, Creecraft and Carl Jacobs. Do you think I'll ever transition into other games? I mean, like, huh? I, I mean, you know, could we say I mean, Misfits GG Twitch Rivals event? Like, this is this is not <laughs> trying to get anything. This is you really want to say this. Yeah. This is your opinion. Is your answer right now? Wait, uh, say the question again. Do you think there could be like ever like a Misfits GG? Uh, but the only reason I'm asking is I'm watching a Twitch Rivals event. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I have been. Sorry, not like during the podcast. I was watching it before, and I'm gonna watch it after. But do you think there'll ever be like a Twitch Rivals? misfits kind of collab uh, i mean opinion, opinionated i i have no idea it would be cool uh i mean it wouldn't surprise me if there would eventually be something but i i don't actually know i don't know if there have ever been way twitch rivals i bet there have i have no idea um but I, I, I mean i think they could be cool uh, I'm sure. I mean, I, I've seen and I've slowly gotten more into Roblox. I played Roblox a bit in the past, but I've seen now trying to understand it more and get into it more. The crazy things people have made with Roblox. And, and right. I mean, it, you can make so much more than you can with Minecraft. Um, while you can do a lot with Minecraft, there's just endless of opportunities there. So I, I definitely think that it's it's a possibility. But if that's going to happen, that, that's a question for, for another time. But it would be cool. I think it would be super cool. Yeah, once again, it was just a, like another kind of throwaway question, same as the whole. Yeah. I just get little things in there, you know, expand oh yeah expand on their everything <laughs> questions i don't know that's that's i mean it's partial lucky that it happened but it's also really nice so were you so would you be working on both then do you reckon if like how would you have had the time to work on both ever do you think or like both top like on misfits, misfits and top yeah. 
Like, if it ever came to it somehow, probably, do you think you'd, you'd have time? I mean, it, it'd be difficult, because, I mean, it, it's two different things. It, it's, you know, times will contradict, because, I mean, they're both a US-based company. You're you US, know, oh, if you don't mind me asking. No, I'm, I'm, I'm from Europe, I'm from Denmark. You're European? Um, yeah. Oh! How can you not tell? <laughs> oh, that's really cool, actually. Oh, man, my respect just went up by loads. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I could yeah, I, I could just tell. <laughs> uh, see, the thing is, I just don't. I just I don't really pay too much attention. I do. I don't. What, I, I don't pay accents. attention to accents. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm one hour apart for you. It's also because um, I went through your Twitter and saw that you was leaving New York, so I thought I was to go on holiday, not to go back home. So. No, that was uh, that was to uh, go back home. Bad research, there you go. But I, I mean, you know, I still did research at the end of the day. You know, this is... still has the IP address. <laughs> but no, that we're not doing this bit. On the... You know what? Just for the sake of it, the viewers don't get to know what that bit is. There you go. Yeah, I did. Anyways. <laughs> but no, uh, no, I'm, I'm from Europe. So, I mean, with having US-based companies, of course, the times are going to overlap. So so just work-wise, it'd be pretty hard to to manage it. Of course, I still still want my free time. I have my own projects that I, I want to work on, my own things that I want to work on. So I think if, if I was to do two, two of those things at the same time, it would just be too much. Yeah, fair enough. So... If you can, what, what would you have picked in the end? You reckon? Would you have stuck with? Top I mean, Net I, I, I think I would have probably fully stuck with Tubnet because I mean that was you know the main pro project I've worked on for so long. Also, when when it comes to uncertainty and stuff like that, it, it was nice to know that there was an opportunity out there. And and especially once Tubnet actually went I hiatus, it was nice you know having something lined up that I I didn't expect three months ago would be be lined up while still being uncertain on you know if the server is still gonna run or not. So, so kind of with that, I, I guess I was lucky in a sense, but I also do think because I, I mean, I put a lot of effort into my work. So, so I, I do definitely think that it would have been the same direction I would have gone, even even if I wasn't directly, I guess, hired by by Misfits. You've done well, so you know, fair play to you. Big respect. Thank you, thank you. And I'm kind of, I'm really very excited to see where your journey goes. All in all, same. Quits Minecraft. You know, we should we should change to Inside Roblox. There you go. Inside <laughs> RB. That's our new. Honestly, name. it might get more views. Um, <laughs> wow, wow, ouch. All this hard work I think because Roblox, Roblox is popular more than anything, but... Uh, <laughs> well, my Minecraft's still there, but no, I, yeah, I it's think... Still there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do still play Minecraft. It's still, like, my favorite game I've played for since I was, you know, as young as I can remember. So so that's still, you know, while I work with other platforms now, I think that's still going to be my main focus. And, I mean, I can't, can or cannot say if I've been working on an event myself, uh, but that would oh. definitely be in Minecraft as well. That's what, that's what I was actually about to ask. I was going to like kind of transition into you know you've QA tested for so many mm -hmm. events and all that kind of jazz have you ever thought yeah. about doing one of your own but you've just you've just kind of shut that well, down well I mean <laughs> I, can, I can expand I can expand on it um, yeah go ahead I mean I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm working on it I'm working on an event I've been wanting to make an event before I think I tried it once before but that was without any experience and and that was kind of like we had a plan but we didn't have a plan we didn't have any developers I didn't have any money back then really um, fair, yeah. but, but now I, I mean I I guess I I have a lot of experience in I just I guess the event space in general that I do think that I want to and I, I also have a bunch of connections and and people in the Minecraft community that I know which are all I guess the key components to make an event so I mean I, I want to I'm I'm trying um my very hardest to work on something that that hopefully in the next year or so would uh would be something that that you're gonna see and I'm looking forward to it don't don't forget about me and AJX oh no right. I want you'll be the you know what? you'll be the first people invited. No way, hey, oh, hey. Oh. surely. <laughs> nah, no, no pressure, no pressure, but um, 
Yeah, no, so, I, mean, I mean, the hardest thing with those things is, of course, funding. So, so making sure that's all in place. But, but no, there, there, there might I'm be picking, something, like, something cooking up. Like right now, I mean, I'm player manager for Minecraft Mayhem. Ajax is team maker. So, like right now, it's you know me choosing who kind of. Well, get me in there. What? Huh? Oh, oh God! Oh yeah. Yeah, turn it back around on it. No, but it's like choosing who to invite and stuff like that. I mean, stream more, Lombok. Yeah. Stream more, and then sure. I, you know what? I actually just got invited to an SMP that hopefully, I mean, it's with a bunch of pretty big creators. Um, that there, there's going to be some stuff you coming the SMP, oh, Very like, excited this, about that. This podcast comes out next uh, Wednesday, so you're able to leak it or no? Or like reveal it, I guess. Can I? Well, can I? Can I? Can I? I might be able to. You know what? I'll I'll leak it and I'll spam you if I can't. Um, oh, you know what? Leak I, it to us and I'll mute it. There we go. No, no, I actually think I can because I think it'll be out by then. I okay. I'm pretty sure. I will it's gonna be called the castaways it has um a bunch of people in there some people who have been focusing on i guess like 100 days content some people who are builders some people who oh, are yeah, yeah. You know, okay. um doing, doing all those cool things in the minecraft community i don't know the exact amount of the i guess following everyone has combined but i mean we're, we're definitely up in the, the triple digits mm, okay. for some people I, i've been wanting to get back into it because that that I guess was kind of what led me into all that i've been doing and i used to have a pretty big community back then uh i think i average like 100 viewers per stream back when I did Invaderlands. Uh, once I started doing Hyphixel Skyblog, it was like 50. So I, I kind of miss it, uh, not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, during COVID, I was averaging <laughs> close to 60 viewers a stream and it just it yeah. never felt like enough. And I oh, so, no, I, I so think it was all kind of... I was so ungrateful. Oh no, I think it was so all current like COVID where every, everything really started off for me as well. But I, I mean, I was in an SMP called the Greaters SMP, which is also one of those things that really kickstarted me. We had I think, millions of impressions on TikTok talk um Jeez. for years from from the thing which was crazy uh for me because i had never seen numbers like that um but then i started really focusing on shorts which i also i think i upload shorts for like i was just pushing them out like crazy and i upload two shorts a day every day for like a month or two and that also that's like two million views and some things there so um consistency man <laughs> i mean kind of what we're trying to get out with the podcast this is the 21st midweek mc that's oh midweek mc that means for the last 21 weeks i have uploaded two podcasts every single week that is way crazier than shorts not gonna they lie. can drink now oh my god no way i mean 21 weeks i don't think so ajax i mean you, know you are you are you are from europe so I mean. oh no i'm I, yeah, I love it i love a good drink me i am um, i drink alcohol i haven't uh, to be fair i'm in a few days no, i drink alcohol i drink alcohol that's what i do uh, i'm an alcohol consumer <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, with that in mind, the, mid, then, oh, yeah, on, the midweek drunk podcast. Oh, I mean, you Ooh, know, true. I don't know, but AJ, you don't drink, really. So, so. I can do it for one one podcast. Well, okay, not drink, not get drunk. I don't, I, I don't really get drunk with content. No, no, I, I reckon we do that. Okay, we call cool. it hammer right, we'll it. Um, when can we do it? What if we do it? We'll do it at one point. How's that sound? <laughs> I'll just take that. Hammer them, see the ha- next ha- new podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to the drunk. Uh, uh, <laughs> Podcast. We are drinking. <laughs> <on podcast. laughs> 
Um, <laughs> I have an idea for a date, but I'm not going to say it because in case it doesn't happen or I don't want to leak and spoil it. So, you know, we'll say. Okay. Uh, with with that in go. mind, Start right? something new. Exactly. I mean, it's normally me who's starting the trends on, on the podcast. I get people to do stuff, but like now you're getting asked to do something. It's crazy. It's okay. I'll, I'll be claiming my, my royalty check. Do, after do you drink Lombok? Do I drink? Not really. I mean, I can, but I don't tend to. You don't consume alcohol much then, do you? Once in a while. Every, every now and then when you feel like it. Every, every now and then. I don't really get drunk. It's hard for me to get drunk, to be honest. Especially I've, when I'm at home. I think I've been drunk once and I hated it, so. <laughs> I just don't really know how people do it when they're at home. Like, people do, like, drunk teams and stuff like that. It's like, I don't, like, I, I have can't, no idea. Just can't seem to get, I mean, I'll just have to go to a shop and just buy crap ton of Guinness and I'll just keep down. And it's okay. It's called pretending. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah <laughs> no, no, I'd never pretend. Not me. So real. <laughs> Uh, before we move into the Twitter questions then, is there anything in specific do you feel like we, we haven't touched on that you'd like to talk about? Or I feel like we've been on Can you believe, and it won't, the podcast won't be this long, that we've been recording for an, for an hour and ten minutes? <laughs> oh my god, really? I know, it doesn't feel like that. Time flies when you... No, no, no. I was going to say, I've explained my whole life story. Did that take an hour? What the fuck? <laughs> 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 Give or take. But yeah, is there anything that you, that, that you wanted to talk about that we've missed out? Or Oh my god, let me think. Um... No, 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 I mean, if, if you have to think about it, it's probably a good thing. Yeah. I think we've, I mean, we've covered Misfits, Tupnet, Invaderlands, content, future event ideas, and plans. We've yeah. covered a lot. We've covered everything that we need. Weird. Awesome. Right. Um, I say Twitter questions. We only have one. Uh, oops. Was it the bald one? <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So we have, we have Ogarth, Ogarth calling you a go. That's not, that's not a question, Ogarth, <laughs> but fair enough. You better speak about his bestie. You've already spoken about IP addresses. That's fine. My favorite VIP. <laughs> I mean, none of these are questions. Okay, we have. We do you know what? I, I I specifically I specifically know who asked that question. I'm specifically Which not going to say their name. Oh, what the? Should I My best deal on You know what? No, you know what? If they're watching it, yeah, no, don't say it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not revealing who the possible bestie is. So yeah, they don't get the attention, right? But nope. we do. We do have a question from random letter spam, which just smashed their head on the keyboard. Great. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, my freshest sources tell me you're bald. Care to comment? <laughs> I'm not. Okay, here. I have a, a head full of hair. Bald, bald. Not bald. Very, yeah. Actually, wait. No, I but... just realized this podcast has gone full circle now. Wait. <laughs> that's that's how it goes. Starting with bald, ending on bald. <laughs> That's how the world works. It was yeah. actually the biggest meme back then. I don't know why it started and how it started. It wasn't really just with you. I mean, even in my old community, calling someone bald was like just weirdly a common thing to do, I guess. I mean, no, it, it, sometimes it, it was really like calling someone bad at the game. It was like, oh, you're bald. Yeah. Like, okay. It was like really every time I streamed, I had like hundreds of you're bald, you're bald, you're bald. Um, donations, comments, messages, everything. I was like, what? Maybe I have no idea how it started. No, yeah, I guess. I, I guess. <laughs> I guess they're just foreshadowing to when I get old and bald. And, oh, are you, know. you? So you're not, no? You know what? Considering, considering, you know, if this podcast gets 10,000 likes, which I know it won't, I'll go bald. You so, know, um, wow, ouch. I that's, hope that's, not. That's I'd be genuinely sorry if it doesn't. Well. That's so <laughs> I Oh, I'm wow. so sorry, but you no, know, no, I. That is crazy. No forgiveness. I mean, it's about going bald. You know, I, I have my limits. So, uh, I hope know. this podcast fails. <laughs> If, if if this one pops off and gets 10th, I will actually be so upset. But no, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Pretty bold ain't that bad. 
No, no, I'm only messing. I, Just because well, of the I don't bold even think thing. you'll get 10,000 views. I mean, you never know. <laughs> the highest viewed podcast is like 3K, but it's still it's still growing. I mean, you know, one day. Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure you'll get there. Copium, copium, copium. Keep, keep pushing. The grind set, that's the mentality. <laughs> keep <Sorry>. grinding. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. With that being said, then I think I think that brings the end of this midweek MC. When when you think, hey jerks. How to the year. But before I do the oh, outro, did you want me to end it? Oh, okay. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you, you, you are going to do the outro, but before we do, oh. uh, we always like. I mean, I'll do the outro then. Fine, whatever. It's fine. No, no, no. I'll do. It, I'll do. It, I'll do. It. Um, we always like to give the guests to uh, the chance to kind of promote themselves. Where can we find you? What's your Twitter handle? Your YouTube handle? I mean, if you want to, I don't know. Reveal oh yeah, let me let me do the the free, the free promotion. Lombard on YouTube and on Twitch and Cool Kid Lombard. Keep that in mind on 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 Twitter. Can't spell. Uh, I'm not cool. Gonna, cool spell I'm, what? No, it's that's a cool way of spelling it. So you know, Cool Kid with a yeah. K. Um, Get wrecked always. Yeah. That's so uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. You're like a mar- you're like a married couple. It's great. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> James would not agree with that statement. So. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that, that is where you can find me but the married yeah. couple oh no cool kid lombard got you sorry yeah i mean yeah great there you go go look up lombok they're working with mistress right now what's on we're well, not carried but, I, like they did, did an amazing job with like Topnet and Topnet showdown all that yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. and you've got to hear all about it today yeah. well thank you guys for inviting me it's been been great no worries i mean i i actually can't well i know i can't remember why i invited you i saw you on twitter and i was like oh that's it'd be really cool to have somebody like kind of working on the, the event in because obviously i mean like you know it's it's not fully because of that but it's also it's like someone invited me on a podcast because I, I run a podcast that'd be there no i get that does that make sense so, and then yeah, it just that makes sense. That now you work with misfits so he had even more to talk about this was a great podcast I really so much this. stuff and we got the life story amazing. you're amazing the, the life story podcast you're interesting to talk to and i'm i'm very like i'm very excited i mean i follow you on twitter anyway so i'm excited to see how any of your journey plays out now thank you thank you i i've seen i've seen your streams orbit so uh you know uh, I've, been, I I've been lurking uh, i've been lurking well, on your, your streams <laughs> yeah your fifa stream i've been lurking oh, i have no oh, clue man. what fifa is about i know what it is but i've never played it um i just waffle, I mean, man. <laughs> the two-hour yapping streams i enjoy them yeah, some more oh thank you I mean, oh yeah you did follow me a while back yeah, yeah i don't follow you yeah you were playing you were playing choo choo charles oh my oh you followed me that stream didn't you oh god yeah and i think i, I was I worried i gave a really bad first impression because i was playing choo choo charles well you kept you kept dying but that's you know but that's because it was hardcore mode i was like i I'm, i've completed like actual choo choo charles i just couldn't complete that one you know, get, get oh, right, dude. On. You, you, you give a bad impression there. to everyone you meet all right, well, time to do the outro, Ajax. <laughs> Before we end the bullying of Insane Orbit, let's wrap it up. Um, once again, thank you so much, Lombok, for being on the podcast. Of no. course, of course. Thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, I did get to say it. Um, thank you, Orbit, as always. Oh, yeah, Wonderful you. help. And make sure to like and subscribe. No way. And of course... Yeah, you got to tell them to put, turn on that notification bell as well. Ding, ding. Hit that notification. In five seconds. <laughs> and of course, peace. Don't eat too much bread. Oh, you yeah, he always that. says this. You should no, have said no, that. No, 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 no. You should have said that. Peace. Well, the drunk podcast you are. Don't eat too much bread. <laughs>